0: Very good to see you all here. If, you've, uh, if I haven't met you before, my name's Matt, and uh, you've met my wife Jacinda earlier, and uh, we're the pastors here at Coast Vineyard, and um, we uh, feel very privileged to be part of uh, a great church family and to be a part of what God's doing in this church and also amongst uh, the high coast here. It's, uh, it's very cool. We're going um, to talk a little bit about prayer this morning. And uh, funny start to the morning in some ways. Uh, um, just having a chat with um, with Mike outside before church. He was there a bit early, and we we're chatting away. And these, um, there's some young kids that were uh, around the place that um, aren't really part of uh, the church here. They're just nearby. They were, you know, on these skateboards, and said to Mike at one stage, "You know, hey, why don't we just pray together?" And so we started praying, and then you know got into it. And then one of these young fellows come up, says. Can you actually grind on your skateboard? I'm like just in the middle of prayer, and I'm going like, uh, um, what, what do you mean? <laughs> and it was like, and he's asking me, can I do these other tricks on this? And we start praying, and then he asked me more about the skateboarding. And then um, so uh, we ended up giving up on that. We got a little bit of prayer, in know. Eh? But um, anyway, we talked to these kids, and we we're saying, you guys should come along. And, you know, this is a church where you can learn about God. And and like, um, what's that all about? <laughs> so that's the thing. So they uh, you know, so are now, um, they're now down at the kids' program, you know, learning about God. So <laughs> I did tell them that. I did tell them that they get a ch- chocolate when they come first time, eh? and, their, <laughs> and their eyes like got real big, eh? They got pretty excited around that time. So, uh, so that's um, and so often that's a picture of uh, of our life and our journey of faith. You know, sometimes we're we're just trying to. Do things and connect with God, and then life just happens around you, but then life' just, you know it's just this swirl of 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 moving back in and out of um, of prayer and you know but just talking talking about prayer today like it's a fascinating thing prayer it um it's it's sometimes hard to kind of grab a hold of sometimes it feels like it's Everything that we're made for is to be in this place of of prayer and and um, look this morning. Can I just say that uh, obviously we've had some technical challenges. Normally we have um, a couple of remote controls that the school leaves us. One of them drops the screen down, and one of them turns the projector on. And both of those um, were were completely gone this morning. So um, we managed to find a button on there, but um, this one here, you know, even yeah, I'm pretty tall, eh? But you know, <laughs> we were we were struggling so um, so that was the uh, the challenge but we normally have a powerpoint but this morning could i just encourage you um just to just take something away just maybe just relax back a little bit i know sometimes people are big note takers and um and uh, but maybe just just to lean back and just see if there's just one or two things that might just land in your heart you know that you go you know i think that's for me this morning even when i was putting this together there's stuff for me i'm like I'm, i was encouraged I'm, I'm challenged and excited and encouraged. I'm thinking like, man, that's a good message, Matt, you know, this morning. Because I felt, I felt like this is pushing me forward. This is, this is taking me on. This is challenging me to, to step into some things. So, so let me ask you this. Has anyone ever prayed? That's good. That's good. Um, has anyone ever had anything miraculous happen after they've prayed? Yeah, a lot of people. Has anyone ever wondered if God ever ex- even exists after they've prayed? Yeah. yeah I think there's a lot more of you, but you're just a bit shy to put your hand up. But, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, many of you will have, have had a mix of experiences with prayer. And I've done all of these, and I'm sure that many of you will have had similar experiences. I've fallen asleep while I've been praying. I have prayed for people and seen a miraculous healing. I have prayed for people and then been to their funerals down the track. I have got up early to pray. I have slept in. I have gone on a long walk to pray. I have been in a dire situation and have just called out, Oh God, oh God, you've got to help me. And have seen something change that was unexplained i have been in situations where i have been in and needed god's help and said god god help 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 and i've seen nothing change and i guess for many of us we we've all had experiences with prayer that's why it can be a little bit hard to like well what is this what is it with prayer what's what is it all about how does it work you know and let me encourage you with this too so i ask people a lot i ask people this a lot um, mainly so I can then use it as an illustration in my message. But um, I say, do you feel like you pray enough? Every single person I've ever met ever has always said, "No, I don't pray enough." Okay, so we're all in this together. Okay, we all we all feel like that. So let's not worry about that. Let's not feel like, oh, you know, I'm not a very good prayer. And you know, let's just um, let's just start this morning looking at prayer afresh, and um, hopefully it'll be encouraging to you as it was to me as I was putting these things together. Let me ask you another question. Have you ever prayed for something? You know, not just not just once or twice, but just prayed and prayed and prayed, days and weeks and months, and just prayed. And just where is the answer, God? Where is the answer? You know, it's a few people sort of nodding. And um, I've got a I've got a, a very dear friend of mine who um, was just telling me a story. You know, um, recently and. Uh, He's about my age, so he's kind of kind of young. Um, and I've known him for thirty years, and he was just telling me this story. He's a Christian guy, and he just said I, he was just telling me he's praying to God and just saying, "God, why is it that I have not been able to find a find a wife?" You know, it was just this really, and he just was telling me he just went into this time of prayer where it was just. It was he, he, he talked about it. it was just like this groan of his in, in, in his in his inner man. It's just like God what what is this? He said he'd never he'd never prayed like this before, but it was just this deep kind of groaning. He said like all this it was almost like the culmination of all of these years and it's just like God what is this? And um and we went to his wedding anyway, um about a month ago. Um and um very, very miraculous story, but it's just it was just a story of like years and years of, of of praying now there was a time when um with Jacinda and I when we were um we went over to England um quite early on in our marriage, and uh we went there feeling very much like this was the prompting of the Lord, and it wasn't just some you know thing like we want to have an o e and want to go and you know. Go and see Paris and do you know all sorts of things. It was, we genuinely felt like this was what God was was um, was nudging us to do, and so we sort of spent a lot of our savings just getting there, and and um, we felt like we were meant to be landing in in Oxford again. Um, but we we landed there um, without a job, having you know spent our money to get there. And um, and we right, It was right in the middle of a recession. And um, and we're thinking, no, oh, it's okay. God has called us here. We'll be fine. And um, we just have to get a job. And so we started talking to, you know, uh, recruitment agents and uh, about about getting a job. And and they were looking. at like, so you're a because I did some engin- had an engineering uh, was uh, my background and my training. And. Um, and I said, So you want an engineering job? He said, You know, we're in a recession. It's like, How about, uh, well, we've got, there's a job that you might be able to do, but it's up and right in the northern tip of Wales, which is miles away from where we feel we're going to be. And uh, oh, actually, we've got a couple of places that would work for you in uh, Saudi Arabia. And uh, we go, No, no, we want to be near Oxford. You know, we're not, that's where we feel we're meant to be. So, well, you know, you pretty much said, You're dreaming. These guys are saying, You're dreaming. So it wasn't very encouraging. Um, one recruitment agent asked me to um, to lie about my experience to get a job in uh, in London. So, um, which I uh, said so that's not that's not going to fly. So, and we had about a month. We were staying with friends, and um, and we knew that you know they'd only be able to put up with us for a month. And and we had you know we had a little bit of money that we just knew that we would probably got a month. And if it doesn't you know, if we don't get a job, it's, um, we'll be on the plane back home. And it was all just a, you know, <laughs> a bit of a waste of time. Um, and we just prayed. So, you know, we just prayed and prayed. We prayed in the morning. We prayed in the nighttime. We'd pray on the couch. We prayed going for walks. And it's like and we're sending off, you know, applications to different things and CVs to different places and just prayed and nothing came back. All we got, you know, opened the, the mail would come and all these letters saying no, 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 and I uh, know no, a lot of you perhaps have had those kind of experiences. It starts to sort of feel like they're saying no, but then you start to read between the lines and it starts to feel like they're saying, No, you suck. You know, it's just you kind of, you're just like, it's like, Come on, you know, I'm a, I'm, uh, you'd like me if I worked for you. And um, so we're this month and you know, got up to about day 30. And, um, and I get this phone call. And there's a guy, and he said, oh, just the, the, the craziest thing just happened. He says, uh, we just had this job opening come up, and, um, and just at exactly the same time, your CV just landed in my entry. And I'm going, nah. <laughs> and um, he said, can you come in for an interview? And um, so I went in, and... Um, was more just like here's what you're going to be doing for your job that we're going to give you, and it wasn't an interview. It was like it was just it was just remarkable. And the, I, you can think, well, you know, was that an answer to prayer? It's like was that just a coincidence? Well, yeah. I. What I've found is that the the more I pray, the more coincidences happen. In, uh that uh, people go, wow, that's amazing. Imagine imagine that all, all coming together. And look, I found out later that. That same company, so I did did get that job and worked for them. It was just like, yes, God, you, you know, you looked after me in this situation, and we, you know, it was something that you did for us. Found out um, down the track at that company, they advertised a similar job about eight months earlier, and had 170 applicants, and um, I wouldn't have even got a look in, But it's just, you know, God just arranged some things, and I tell you, it's. It's a weird thing when you're feeling like you're not sure whether you're going to have, you know, got to buy food for the table, or, um, and you're you're completely outside of your ability to to make something happen. And so I sort of always ask God, what you know, what was that about? Why did you, why did you wait until the last minute to answer the prayers? Why did you wait until the last minute? And I feel like I've got a bit of insight on this. It's like, and you know, I think one of the things is that. Is that God wanted wanted me? He wants us to know that prayer is not magic. It's not magic. It's not something where you're just like, it's like you you know when you become a Christian, you get your you get a Bible and you get a little magic prayer wand, and you're just like, oh, just wave it around and magic happens. It's not magic. It's like you can't just you know wave this thing and just things are just guaranteed to happen. It's not how it works. It's not magic, you know. So that was, that was, that was part of it, you know. But I think, I think also what it is, is that God is—he wants to change us as much as he wants to step into our circumstances. You know, the call to prayer is as much a call for us to, to change, that he wants to change us. He also he wanted me to learn that I need to rely on him. You know, I'm, I've, I, was, I was one of those annoying kids at school that was, like, quite good academically. And um, so, you know, I used to get really good marks in my exams and, and you know, and my friends would, like, you know, not like me for a couple of days. And, um, but, you know, when you, it was very easy for me to, to think that, you know, I can just do life on my own. I can make things happen, I can, I can do things. But this thing, and, you know, with this job, and it's one of a number of things, it's, it's like, I can't make that happen. It was out of, you know, I could, I could send off an application or send off a CV, but I can't, I couldn't make it happen. It was just, and that, you know, I mean, that may have you know, happened to you sometimes, that you, so no matter how hard you pull on a door, you just can't, can't make it open. You know? it's, not, it's not down to you. And another part of this, to me, is why God often waits for the last minute to answer prayers. It was for this, was that, because um, he just wanted to show me that if something worked, it was working well, was good in my life, it was just because of the grace of God. It's just because of the grace of God. It was because God chose to open his hand and bless. God chose to answer our prayer. You know, we're in a season where, as Jacinda said earlier, we're in a season where God is stirring us as a church to pray. And um, the long weekend of prayer, or LWOP, but just, um, you've got to be careful saying that because people might not be quite sure what you're talking about, but, uh, um, so we're doing a couple of Sundays on prayer, and um, next Sunday, church will be right in the middle of this weekend where many of you have, have said, like, I'm going to... I'm going to get down to the hub. I'm going to pray. I'm going to be a part of this thing. And if if you're not sure what this is going to be like, I guarantee you that if you're going to be there and doing this hour of prayer, it's going to be way better than you expect. And it's going to be you're going to be you're going to enjoy the creativity and the different options where you can step into into prayer. But you're also going to enjoy what happens. With you as you do this it 's going to be a fun time so we 're going to do these two messages on prayer and you know prayer's a um, like i say prayer 's a funny thing it 's one of the, one of the pictures I, I find helpful about prayer it 's a little bit like exercise um, kind of we all know it 's good for us, and that 's why we all commit to it and we just re- <laughs> and we, every morning we get up early and we Yeah, it's uh, it's not quite that easy, is it? Um, Yeah, there's some some seasons in my life where I look around and I feel a little bit like I'm a little fitter than other people. And there's other seasons, I you know, look with, you know, look at people and like I wish I was as fit as them. And and some people have a little faith, some people have a lot of faith. It's all it's all okay. We're just on this journey, aren't we? Now this is a place. This coast vineyard here is a place where we really do just say, you are who you are. Come and be a part of something, but let's go somewhere together. You know, let's, let's, let's in 12 months' time look at where we are and go, you know, we're, we've moved forward. And it's the same thing with, with prayer. You know, let's just recognize we're all on a journey. We're all starting in, from different places. We're working out our faith. We're learning to pray. So let me pray. Let me pray for us as we, uh, as we continue. God, I pray now for every single person here that you would come and just in that way that you do, you would stir hearts, stir hearts to lean towards you more, stir hearts to want to have you more in all of the circumstances and situations of life. You would stir hearts and you would remind us, God, you would be we would go from here today as people that would be stirred more to to pray, to not just to pray for things we need, but also just to be with you, just to invite you into our into our lives, into our situations and circumstances. Amen. Look, we've got a um I might just leave that. So have you ever asked the question, like, how, how, how am I supposed to pray? How do I pray? And um, can I just say that many people believe that prayer is, is all about bringing, like, a shopping list to God. Here's a whole bunch of stuff I need. You know, please give me a new car. Give me a new car, maybe like Christine's car. Maybe Christine's got a nice car. Please, can I have a bargain on my new shoes I need to buy? What about for um, praying for your sports team? Has anyone ever prayed for your sports team? There's more of you. I know. I know what it's like praying for the intercept pass or praying that the defence would hold up. There was a game a little while ago, a few years ago, maybe about five years ago, at Eden Park, where there was a particular team that wore black uniforms and they were one point ahead and there was 15, 20 minutes to go, Rugby World Cup, the All Blacks against France. I might have prayed a little. I might have. God is good. (laughs) What's that all about? I don't know how to get that. Um, Lord, get me a parking spot near the entrance. It's raining, you know. But what what is it about Christian prayers? It, it's um, I mean, you know, the Bible encourages us to say, "Ask, ask Him for for the things that you need." Yeah, it's, it's it's fine, but but there's this thing that that we read in the Bible, where it's, it talks, in, talks about praying in the Spirit. In Ephesians six eighteen it says, "And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and keep on praying for all the Lord's people." Now I know that a lot of people think, "Oh, that's that's praying in tongues. That's praying in tongues. That's what that, that's all about." Well, I would suggest that it's um, it's it goes far beyond that. It's it's praying in submission to God. It's praying in a way where you're opening your heart and just, just with the responding to those little nudges, those little nudges of your of your heart that, that would come. It's the it's the leading of the Spirit. It's a lot of it, A lot of people find that when they read the Bible, when they read the, this inspired word of God, that they get these nudges of things to you know to, to pray about praying in the spirit but then but then we'll, what what is praying where's that pointing us towards it says in john jesus says this john fourteen twenty six says but the advocate the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you all things and will, rem- will remind you of everything that i have said to you and the spirit is sort of pointing it to us, pointing us towards christ And then in Philippians 3, verse 8, it says this. says, What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. And this whole thing of that I may gain Christ, I would put before you is that this is the purpose of praying in the Spirit. This is the purpose of prayer is that we may gain Christ. As we're nudged in the Spirit towards 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 Christ. Well, what does that even mean? What do you mean to, that I may gain Christ? It's all, you know. I'm going to talk, tell you. There's five things that I think it, that that this whole thing of praying in the Spirit, pointing towards us, pointing us towards Christ, enabling us to gain Christ, is a part of this thing. And one is that we we pray that we uh, that we would open the door to Christ. We pray to open the door to Christ. You know the. I mean, my guess is that there's probably a lot of you out here that are Christians. That would be my guess. And, um, but, you know, you don't become a Christian by being born into a Christian family or going to Kingsway School. Or You, you become a Christian because at some point someone's... You just, you've had conversations with your, your, your grandmother or your friends or your parents or, you know, your youth group. or And, and you've gone, you know, I want to open the door to Christ in my life. I want to open the door to Christ in my life. And you do. And you say, this is, this is me now. Like, this, is, this is where I'm going. You know, there's a guy, um, is a an author of a, a book called Prayer Book. It's an older book called, by a guy called Ol Halsby. And he quotes that, that scripture in Revelation. Revelation 3 verse 30, it says, it says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. This is Jesus speaking. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. That's how we become, that's how we become Christians, isn't it? We, you know, we open the door to Christ. But then he says this. He says, to pray is nothing more involved than to open the door. Giving Jesus access to our needs and permitting him to exercise his own power in dealing with them. To pray is to open the door to Jesus And, you know, to move on in the Christian life, it's about continuing just to open the door. Just come in. Jesus, come in. You know, the way in is the way on. And so, and this works by just doing it in the different situations you find yourself in. So, you know, whatever, you're, whatever is swirling in life, whatever emotions or moods or things that you're in, it's just inviting Jesus into that. So, so what happens when you're angry or you've been offended? So instead of trying to work it all out on your own, you just invite Jesus into it. Instead of pretending that you're okay and I'll just sort this out, just be emotionally honest with Jesus and invite him into, you, into that place to help and ask him to help sort it out. When you're discouraged. happens, doesn't it? When you're discouraged, disappointed, Just be honest with with Jesus. Tell him, look, I'm I'm disappointed. I thought things would be different. Disappointed. This is how I feel. It's not about stuffing it down or thinking like disappointment's not for Christian people. I'll just stuff that down and not think about it. It's real. God, come. Open the door to you. Open the door to you. Come into this. Fill my heart with hope. Again. What about doubt? If you've been a Christian for any length of time, I'm sure that you will have encountered seasons of doubt, like, you know, about your faith, about God. What do we do with that? You know, doubt. A lot of people, when they get to a place like, I'm not sure if this stuff's all real, you know. they What they tend to go is think, like, God's not going to like me if he... If he, you know, with this whole doubt thing going on, he's not going to like me, so I'm just going to kind of pretend it's not there. Or some people will just step away from God while they sort of try and work this thing out. But it's like, just open the door to God in your doubt. Invite Jesus into it. Don't hold him at arm's length. Invite him into that. Work it through with him. Temptation. Temptation. is like in the middle of that, it's like God. This feels like this thing's gonna get the better of me. I need help. I, this, this is like ah, this thing's gonna help. And let me, let me, let me tell you something. Like God knows what's going on. Okay, He knows what's going on with your life. He knows the temptation. He knows what's happening. You know, if you and so if you if you talk to Him about God, I'm feeling really tempted with this. He's not going to be standing up there, you know, up in some place. You don't, you know. He's not thinking and going like, "Oh, myself! I never, I never knew that that could happen. I never knew that you could think like that." He knows what's happening. He knows what's happening in your life. Invite Jesus into your tough circumstances. If you're at odds with someone else, like invite him into it. Open the door to Christ that we may gain Christ. Praying again is... Um, the second thing is about opening the door to Christ, but is to pray so that we can grow in a relationship with Christ. You know... Relationships grow with communication. Let's go back to the shopping list. If the if the important people in your life, if you only ever had conversations about the shopping list, you know, it's like well, that's an odd relationship. You know? it's the only things you talk to about your with your spouse. You, you know, it's just like, hey, did you get the Doritos? Yeah. Did you get the milk? Just important things in life, there—the Doritos and the milk. Just, uh you know, it doesn't. You don't get closer by talking about that stuff. You get closer by being honest and open, talking about the things that matter, talking about the important stuff, you know. And just to say, this whole thing of growing in a relationship with Christ is like—it's a uh, Prayer's not a whole bunch of religious jargon, you know. It's not. You don't, you don't want to like just. say a whole lot of things that sound right, but you're still just holding God at arm's length. Does that make sense? Yeah. We pray to be formed in Christ. Paul, the apostle, says this My dear, in Galatians 4.19, My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. you know, God is as interested in who we are becoming as he is about what we're praying You know, prayer doesn't just change your circumstances; it changes us. I mean, I know I want to be changed. I know I want to be changed. A lot of you probably think, like, "Yeah, I want you to be changed too, (laughs) man." But I need to be changed. I want the fruit of the Spirit in my life. You know, love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Is that enough? Was that? Was there anything I missed out? It's. I want that. I need to be changed. You know, we also pray that, so that God would take the load. Some of you will have read this before in the Bible. And we all need to hear this a lot. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Boy, doesn't that sound good? The peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in in Christ Jesus. And again in 1 Peter 5 verse 7, uh, Peter says this, the same thing, in a different way. He says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Has anyone ever heard of an old hymn Called What a Friend We Have in Jesus. What a what a great hymn. There's a there's a verse in this that says, you've got to listen for this. Oh what peace we often forfeit. Oh what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Oh what peace we often forfeit. Oh what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Exams, houses, kids, families, friendships, work, finances, mistakes that we made. And this thing happened with me yesterday and it was like, it was just churning me up, you know, all through the day and You know, till I just like did just this thing. Why am I worried about this, God? Just come into this situation, and He just gave me just this insight into it, and you know, just a way forward. And it's just, just that sense of like, oh, oh, that's that feels better. Don't lose sleep, people. Hand these things over. Let Him take the burden, place it at Christ's feet, cast your anxiety on Him. And we pray to see the kingdom come. We pray to see the kingdom come where, where Jesus rules in situations, where the rule of God breaks into situations over health, you know, f- our physical bodies, over, over our em- emotional health. We pray to see the kingdom come. I love people that have just got such a heart to pray wider than their their world. You know, you know we pray for, for justice for the for the for the poor and the and the those that just need help that are just being taken advantage of. You know, it's, in our community or beyond. You know, I, I love that. I love that when I hear that people are just praying that that God would we that we would have less crime in our communities. Your kingdom would come, God. So we pray. We pray in order that we may gain Christ, that we would, it would bring us closer to everything that God would want us to, to pray. And let me just finish with um, that scripture again that we read a bit earlier. Ephesians 6, verse 18. Now the pray in the Spirit. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. You know what's interesting about that verse a lot of all's in it pray on all occasions all kinds of prayers always keep on praying for all the Lord's people and you know to pray on all occasions doesn't mean that you have to go to your little special prayer place you know that place that you've got the armchair in the corner which gets the sun in the afternoon and Got your little blankie. Got your little eh? Got your little vanilla scented candle that you light. You know, just looking out over your favorite little tree. It is good. I mean it's good to have places like that, isn't it? I love vanilla scented candles. <laughs> um Some of them are a bit girly, but the vanilla one's just okay, you know. But, you know, we don't have to wait to get there to pray. You know, we can, because we're all people that exercise so regularly, we can pray in the gym. Or we can pray driving in the car to places. And I like to pray, I like to pray on my walks between things. You know, when I walk to the car to go somewhere, I get out of the car and I'm walking. To go to a meeting, or I'm walking to work, or I'm walking to go somewhere. It's just to just to invite God into the into that part of my day. You know, we can we can pray on the bus. You know, we can pray on the couch. We can we can we can pray wherever we are. We can pray kneeling. We can pray standing. We can pray sitting. We can pray walking. We don't need to wait until we feel like praying. Listen to this. We don't have to wait until we feel like praying to pray. Charles Spurgeon, some of you may have heard him, great Baptist preacher, great Baptist preacher. He says this. We should pray when we're in a praying mood, for it would be sinful to neglect so fair an opportunity. And we should pray when we're not in a praying mood, for it would be dangerous to remain in so unhealthy a condition. You know, Hudson Taylor again. Some of you will have heard of Hudson Taylor, probably one of the most, world's most famous missionaries, and, and went into to China and just saw remarkable things happen through through his answer to prayer. Just, just thousands and thousands and thousands of, thousands of people coming to faith, and people talked to him, they asked him, like, so, tell me about your prayer. You know, tell me about how this whole thing praying. Tell me, tell me your experience in prayer. And he said this, he says that his heart usually felt like wood when he prayed. And he said that um, most of his victories came through emotionless prayer. Just pray all the time. Again, Charles Spurgeon, you know, like in, in the 19th century, he had the, um, he had the largest church in the world. When you know preached preached it, you know, over his life to over ten million people, he says this, and you got to listen to this, Listen up. See if see if something in this just grabs your heart, like it grabbed mine. He said, "Never give up praying. Not even though Satan should suggest to you that it is in vain for you to cry unto God. Pray in His teeth. Pray without ceasing. For if for while the heavens are as brass." and your prayer only echoes and thunder above your head, pray on. And month after month, your prayers if month after month your prayers appear to have miscarried and no reply has been vouchsafed to you, yet still continue to draw near unto God. Do not abandon the mercy seat for any reason whatever. If it be a good thing that you've been asking for, and if you are sure it is according to the divine will, if the vision tarry, wait for it. Pray, weep, entreat, agonize until you get that which you are praying for. If your heart be cold in prayer, do not restrain prayer until your heart warms, but pray your soul unto heat by the help of the ever blessed Spirit who helps us in our infirmities. Never cease prayer for any sort of reason or argument. Never, never, never renounce the habit of prayer or your confidence in its power. So I like that guy. I like that guy. And we need, to, we need to pray. We need to always pray. Because we always have access to God. Because we always have needs. Because others always have needs. Because Satan is always at work. Because we need to pray for it so that we can be changed to become the people that we, that, that we, we know we want to be, that we may gain Christ. And we need to pray because your church needs your prayers. Pray for the Lord's people. You know, we've got a lot of people, we've got a prayer list. A lot of you people are on the, um, receive that and pray for um, people in our church. And we'd love so many more of you to say, look, you know, send it through to me. You know, I might not pray a lot, but I could pray a little. Pray for your pastors. Pray for your pastors. Now, I would love, I would love for many of you just to commit, Praying for Jacinda and I, maybe just 20 seconds a day. You thought I can do that? I hope you're thinking I can do that. Or you might be thinking 20 seconds, 20 seconds—that's a long. Maybe I could do 10. (laughs) I would love you to commit to doing that. Just somehow, you know, put a a alarm on your phone or um, something. You know, just stick something in your dashboard. Twenty seconds. It makes it makes such a. I can t- I can truthfully say I know when people are praying for us. Something changes. You know. I really will finish with this. Okay. Story of a lady called Monica. Who um, prayed for her son. Her teenage son was lazy and had a foul temper, he was getting in fights, he was a liar, he was stealing stuff. But he was bright, and he um, went on to become a lawyer. He lived with a number of women, he had a son out of marriage, he got involved with a cult. But Monica kept praying for her son every day. And one day she had this vision while she was praying of the face of Christ, and just something from this vision that it just it just encouraged her and inspired her and compelled her to keep praying, you know, keep praying, keep praying for her son. And uh, she prayed for another nine years. Past that, and at the age of uh, 28, her son finally came to Christ. And um, Monica's uh, Monica's son's name was Augustine saint augustine and uh he 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 became probably the most influential christian theologian and leader for a thousand years he was he this was he became he came to faith in three eighty six a d and um and saint augustine he always attributed his conversion to his mother's prayers so let's let's be praying let's be a praying people Let's pray and and not give up.